Welcome to another episode of The Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? Hey, man. How are you? I am super swell. Uh, what makes you I, so super swell today? Um, I don't you know, don't man. You often use that word, so I'm kind of like, wow, we're getting whimsical with it today. I'm, I like I'm, it. I'm feeling very alliterative, like a storybook. Okay. What has you in this mood? Um... <clears throat> I guess uh, this this will kind of lead us into what I've been doing this week. Um, I was uh, I did a guest spot on a podcast called Every Movie Good. Uh, it is a podcast where uh, some very funny dudes um, review bad movies, but they uh, do it only by giving compliments, <laughs> which is a very cool idea. That sounds really funny. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did um, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, um, no, you didn't. We did. That's we did. like, if you're going to go and guest on a podcast for anything, that has to be one of the holy grail of all movies. Yeah, totally. And if you're listening to this and you've never seen that movie, yeah, I don't know how to tell you to prepare for it because you mm. kind of can't. It's an assault on, on every front. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like, if you enjoy Demolition Man... This is like a like a worse version of Demolition Man with like no memorable characters. <laughs> if you wanted Demolition Man, if you saw Demolition Man and you were like, "Yeah, but what's the shitty version?" <laughs> yeah, what and if I'm we using Demolition that term, and I'm using that word specifically because that yeah. movie, while glorious, <laughs> it is glorious because it is a giant pile of shit. Mm -hmm. What if you made Demolition Man, but instead of uh, using your budget on like the set pieces and the you know to get big name actors, we just what if we just put all the budget into getting a bunch of extras so we can populate this preposterous city? <laughs> How about so we're gonna cast uh, we're gonna cast Mario today, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so uh, we've got to, we've lined up a, a bunch of Italian actors that can actually do the voice. So we were thinking we could actually get the guy that does the voice for the guy. <laughs> no, no, this is Bob Hoskins. Yeah. He's British. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, opposite him, we got John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, because they look doing... like they're related. Yeah, exactly, and they're clearly brothers, even though I they're... I remember watching that movie when I was a child and being upset by it, and not being upset by it because I thought it was scary. I was upset by it because they clearly didn't know their source material, mm -hmm. and I was upset that they made this into a movie. Right. <laughs> right. Like, if I, like, it's kind of what that thing It's like, if you're not going to do it, right? Don't do it. Right. Like, and that was part of that weird, like, there was kind of a run of weird movies like that in the 90s. Where this weird, like, everything's trying to be, like, post-apocalyptic, but, like, oh, when the Reagan era collapses, what will the plight of the United States be? Right. And that, like, fueled a lot of stuff. Like, you know, um, Demolition Man, specifically, and, um, oh, um... Was it Escape from New York, Escape from mm -hmm. L.A.? Well, L.A. Mm -hmm. was in the 90s. It was 99, mm -hmm. 98? It was late 90s, I, I believe. I think it was like 97 or something like that. That's a wild. Have you rewatched that movie recently? I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Dude, that's a <laughs> wild, wild good time. Um, and I mean that in the most like spectacularly like kitschy way. It's so good. It's only the way John Carpenter can do. And John Carpenter has a certain kitsch to his movies that... I don't mind. Like, he can be as kitschy and as goofy as he wants, and I'll let him just go ahead with it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um, 
that's yeah. So that's what I did this week. I was a guest on that podcast, uh, which was taking. I'm sorry, me I took to... that on a weird rabbit trail, guys. No. There's something I we'll get to what I'm going through in a minute, and that'll explain no. <laughs> why I just kind of went off on a weird tangent. It's fine. Um, but the hosts of that show um, are from uh, Seattle, Washington, and they're like, um, they're members of like the hardcore scene up there, and they're in this oh, band. Cool. Yeah, they're in a, uh, this punk band called Gag, and. Um, Gag is playing shows in L.A. next week, and we became buddies with the guys on the podcast. And uh, they were extremely kind enough to um, to uh, ask or to allow, I should say, um, uh, my new hardcore band called Pseudo, which uh, no one has heard of yet. But uh, I just posted about it today. We just like became Instagram official. Where can um, we hear you? Uh, no music is up yet, but oh, yeah. okay. uh, you can hear us live playing with Gag uh, in, yeah. in Whittier on this Wednesday, which is tomorrow, June 8th, I believe is the date. Where are you playing uh, in Whittier? I don't know the venue yet. Okay. <laughs> but Whittier's some, got some cool spots, man. Yeah, there's a place called the Green Turtle. Perhaps it'll be there. I'm not oh, sure. That place is fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you're in the L.A. area and you want to see some good uh, hardcore punk uh, come out and... Check us out. It, it should be a, a very fun, sketchy time, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that's what's got me excited. Playing my first so my first show with Pseudo, and I'm very excited about that. When so was that's the last why time I'm you played a show? I mean, you do music all the time, so I was just wondering if it had been last a time while I played. Or... Yeah, last time I played like man, any kind of very loud music. Was, yes, loud music. Um... That's a good point. Yeah. When was the last time you got to play <laughs> loud music? It's been it's been a while. I played uh, I, I played with like my uh, sort of my post rock kind of noise rock band called um, Mildred. We played a show a couple months ago, but before that, it had been years. Been so I'm excited to get back in there and the mosh pits and all that kind of stuff. So oh heck yeah, man! It's a good yeah, time. man, yeah, man. Um, so your week uh, was uh, as eventful, but maybe not as uh, fun. As my week, <laughs> you got <laughs> well, uh, you got COVID, right? Minimal, split of both. Well, thanks for bearing the lead, but you know, split. It's a little fifty-fifty split. Um, okay. So we were out of town to go to Arizona for a friend's uh, medical school graduation. This is a group of people that we've known for a few years now. Um, you know, a couple we've known, and like they used to be our Disneyland buddies when they still lived in state, and then uh, the group, bunch of their extended you know friend group we're all we're both friends with uh, AJ and I. So we're um, you know, so we have, you know, it's kind of like old home. It's just, we rented all air, rented an Airbnb and had a, basically like had a party for a week, right? Mm-hmm. We went river tubing and all that stuff. Well, at some point, I think I got it on the flight home. We both ended up with COVID, <laughs> which is the first <laughs> time we've had it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, this thing is absolutely no joke, dude. I'm dying. <laughs> What are your symptoms? I haven't stopped sweating for oh. like several days. It feels the like fever. they're. It feels like yeah. Oh, bad stuff. Everything hurts. Like <laughs> needles are like in my eyes. Like it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so is so is you have any other symptoms besides like the the fever and the oh, the needles in the nose, eyes? runny nose, mucus coming out of everywhere, like gotcha, weepy eyes. You know, like I had the shakes for an hour. That was fun. Didn't realize they could that that could happen. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's just been you know we've we we got back on. We got back on Friday night. 
Then Saturday, we both didn't feel, we were like, okay, but mm-hmm. we've been kind of running ragged and burning the candle at both ends all week, you know, so maybe we're just tired yeah, and exhausted. Get estimates. Yeah, get estimates, right? You know, going to yeah. bed at like uh-huh. midnight, waking up at like six in the morning, making breakfast, then have to be somewhere at seven for a couple of days straight. So it's like, yep. it all good stuff. It was super fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we had that, that was Saturday, Sunday, we, uh, we woke up and she was like, I got it. I was like, I don't want to know if I got it. And then we both took a rapid test. We're like, oh, crap. So then we took like an official test because we were supposed to be in Cabo this week. Oh, man. Yeah, but it's okay. We've been able to transfer stuff and we've postponed the trip. So everything pretty much except for flights was was doable. Um, Okay. With flights, we paid with points. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it's not really like we're out of pocket too much. So pretty much everything saved. And it's been confusing, but they've been really, really, you know, good about trying to get get us taken care of so we're still gonna go it just Mm -hmm. won't be right now but it's kind of sucks every time you're you know hacking up just a giant lump of mucus that won't come out of your chest and thinking like i should be on a beach right now yep (laughs) yeah i know i know i should be on a beach right now instead of this sweating over my toilet (laughs) i should be sweating on the beach i should be sweating on the if i'm gonna be sweating let me sweat on that beach yeah (laughs) Dude, that's that's nuts. I'm sorry that you uh ah, I'm sorry okay. that you got COVID. Um yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you got it at a time where we we have plenty of ways to kick it um, uh and all of that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know, so I was going to say if you want to start banking episodes this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, since you're on leave, um <laughs> No, well that well, I hope you and AJ feel better, man. That's that's Thanks, that's man. a bummer. We're feeling um, we're feeling a little bit better today. I'm definitely <laughs> feeling a lot better today than than I have been, but it just comes in waves, you know, you're like, you feel mm-hmm. great and you feel, you feel a little bit better than you did like a little, than like an hour before ago. And so you like, you're like, oh, that's marked improvements. So you're like, oh, I'm getting better. And then it just hits you again with like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what else comes in waves? The ocean at the, the beach. ocean. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Let's get into some, um, some movie stuff. Um, not a whole lot. I mean, there there's plenty to talk about, but not a whole lot of um, uh, mom- like big, gigantic, earth shattering news. But temple, some yeah, some cool yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Um, starting with some of the stuff I sent you throughout the week. Um, so apparently, the Flash is getting pretty good audience reviews. Uh, from the test screenings that are happening. I saw that. Yeah, DC maybe that'll is even keep Ezra Miller from going to jail all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe that guy's maybe got he'll finally feel appreciated. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, DC is calling it, you know, or Warner Brothers is calling it, you know, the best thing they've done so far. So I'm, I'm looking best forward thing to they've that. Done so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. That bar is sometimes high, sometimes very depends low. Depends on how you. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> depends on your definition of so far. Yes. Um, and depends on your definition of what they've done. True. Because if they're true. trying to measure that up to the Nolan stuff, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. no. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, uh, Rowan Atkinson is doing a thing for Netflix. He did a movie. He is. Yeah, that uh, man bee. versus bee <laughs> versus dog, really apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's Rowan Atkinson essentially doing Mr. Bean again. Uh, you know, I'm very excited about this. Uh, I didn't know he was still performing. I just assumed he was retired. So this is really I mean, cool to see. When you're that lauded of a comedy legend. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like he can just 
to use their term, he can chuff off to wherever he wants yeah. to go. I'm sure Netflix Netflix was like, here's $20 million. <laughs> he was like, I'll do it. Yeah. We're going to have you fight a bee. Okay. Yeah. Is I, it physical comedy? It's only physical comedy. Great. Yeah. I wonder if Rowan, if like, I wonder how this movie came about. Like, I wonder if they had a script and they were trying to think of actors to put in it and Rowan Atkinson was on the list. If so, I wonder who else was on the list because I, I, there's a few actors and, or maybe, maybe comedians is a better word. I think there's a few uh, comedians that I would have loved to see play this role, um, but Rowan Atkinson, this this feels like it was written for him. This you movie know? also strikes me as being surprisingly British. Oh yeah. no, there's a bee inside. Yeah, <laughs> yes, like it's the worst thing. Oh, it just bother. It takes Nature. over your whole day. <laughs> yeah, but there isn't supposed to be a bee in here. I know. I know because I'm inside. That's why it's so crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if, they, I wonder if also we're going to get like <laughs> a bad American version of this. Oh, we're going to get a bad American version of this. <laughs> you want to know why? Because we ruin everything. Yeah, everything we, we touch. Um, that's true. Remember how uh, there's Death at a Funeral directed by mm-hmm. Frank Oz and it was really funny and brilliant and whimsical and lovely. And mm-hmm. then they try to do it with James Marsden. Mm-hmm. With a black family in Atlanta, and it I remember did not that play. with uh, with with Martin Lawrence. That was a, that was mm-hmm. not that was not great. Uh, was Alan not great. Tudyk was in that as well. I, yeah, I Alan Tudyk was in uh, the first one, the original Death at a Funeral. Uh, James Marsden played that character oh, in the uh, American okay. remake. Peter <laughs> Dinklage played the same character in both movies. Oh, that's interesting. If I remember correctly, that's interesting. Yes, um, still not still to make it great. I went into it wanting it to be so good because I was like, this cast seems funny. And they couldn't make them funny. Um, I. Are there some versions of that that have gone well? Like The Office, I think, is probably the best example of that. Yes, I would agree with that, yeah. The Office, I think, would be the perfect example of that. But even then, The Office isn't really exactly aging well. That's true. It's not aging well. Have you tried yeah. to rewatch it recently? No, no. you got to ignore a lot of stuff now that wasn't exactly <laughs> woke at the time. Yeah. That I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the office was it, especially its earlier seasons was kind of like a mean show. It was a mean show. <laughs> yeah, it's a supremely mean show. It's a bunch of people being mean to each other stuck inside of a paper like warehouse. Like, yeah. God, it made me miserable. That's why I had to stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the worst example is that uh, that American uh, version of the IT crowd pilot have you seen that? Oh yeah, remember With we Joel watched McHale? it together. Yeah. It's very we watched bad. It together, and we were both like. What is what is what is this? Yeah, there's just something about that humor. It's it's so specifically British that like the jokes don't really like you. I think there's a way you could do the IT crowd if you did an American, but it would just have to be a different show. It would like, have to be. It couldn't be fun and whimsical. It would have to be cynical. Yeah, it couldn't be just like. There's something very specific about a lot of those characters that are very they did the IT crowd already. Workaholics. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Workaholics is the American IT crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, there's just something very British about that show that, like, you can't just copy and paste the characters. It just doesn't work. It's, like, woven into the DNA of the script is just Mm -hmm. British, like, Mm -hmm. just Britishness, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, what else we got here? That was the worst British accent I've ever done. I tried to push the air through my nose, and it's not going through, and it just came out this weird, I'm sorry, everybody. It's I'm fine. gonna refrain from doing voices from now on. 
We're getting a, I don't know if you saw this news, but we're getting a, a, a full Black Adam trailer tomorrow. Yes, I saw that. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. All the stuff I've been seeing well. coming out of that camp has been really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Every single thing I see uh, with his suit, Black Adam's suit, just keeps getting better and better. The effects mm-hmm. that I keep seeing keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I'm getting real hyped up for this movie. Um, more yeah. so than I thought I was going to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah, we're going to get to see... Uh, the thing I'm most excited about, or I will say intrigued about, is to see how in this era of The Rock, like how they handle this character being an anti-hero. Like, I really hope we get to see, I mean, even in the teaser, we saw the, we saw the rock kill somebody, but like, I yeah. really hope he's like violent as violent as he needs to be, uh, until he be- becomes more of an anti-hero. And I hope he just starts out by just wrecking people and then uses his violence for good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, yeah. um, I guess the biggest story out of this week, um, Morbius returned to theaters. (laughs) Uh, For a whopping total of what? $86,000? Something like that. Um, The Sony executives saw the current sort of um, social media memification of of Morbius as an opportunity to capitalize and make some more money. Um, but just because people are making fun of it doesn't mean they care enough to go out and see it, especially if it's streaming. (laughs) People are making fun of it. Yep. They're not making fun of it because they like it. They're making fun of it because they're stupid. That's the one thing that these executives haven't quite figured out how to tap into that yet is to figure Mm -hmm. out what the collective consciousness of the internet, when the collective consciousness of the internet is actually mocking or applauding. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think if you took five seconds to pull your head out of your butt and talk to any person on the internet, they would have been like, oh, yeah, we're mocking it. (laughs) Just because your 13-year-old grandson thought it was the greatest movie ever doesn't mean it should be back in theaters. Mm -hmm. Because that's what that movie is for, is for 13-year-olds. Totally. Totally. It's for teenage angst. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so goddamn boring. bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's like The Cure if The Cure was a movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I happen to find The Cure of the band fairly boring. Uh, I I haven't listened to enough of The Cure to have a, a strong opinion. If I you like disagree lo- with like me or you want to prove me wrong, get at me. I'll give yeah. you my handles at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm happy to be proven wrong. I hear you. Um, let's see, what else we got? Um, you got any news on your end? Yeah, so Jeff Bridges has a TV show on FX coming out. Okay, cool. Called The Old Man. Nice. Is it a Western? Is it it's Western a vibes? modern day. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a suit and he has a gun and he looks like a hitman. And I haven't really paid attention or done anything more, more research than that. And I'll tell you why. It's because mm-hmm. all I did was saw Jeff Bridges with a beard, with a gun, shooting people while driving down the highway. And I was like, yes, I don't care what it's about. I will watch that 100%. That sounds great to me. Right? So, yeah, I, so he, I think basically from what it seems like from the fr- – from what I watched it, because I was watching it, I had to watch it with the audio off. It looks mm-hmm. like he's either a hitman or like some sort of federal agent that's called back, you know, from the one last ride. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of those movies as like our our Hollywood's like last generation of leading men are are getting older. They're they're making a lot of those movies now. You know. Yeah, I can still do it. Yeah, I was retired, but I guess now I'm not. <laughs> See, the difference is, I believe Jeff Bridges when he does this role. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe Bruce Willis anymore. 
No. And uh yeah. Uh Get what I, I think mean. yeah, no, I hear you. Um Bruce Willis recently retired for, I, yes. you know for that for that but same reason. But yeah, I a, totally get it. Yeah. It's like um, there's something about it. Like I'm also not believing Liam Neeson anymore, but I'll believe Jeff. No. There's something about Jeff Bridges that makes me believe he's going to do it right and he's not going to do it cliched and it's going to be really well done, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I think there's something to be said about not doing, you know, 100 movies a year too. Yeah. Like there's something about like preserving a little bit of the mystery that like makes you a little bit more believable when you show up and oh, stuff like this. Absolutely. Why do you think Michael every time Michael Shannon's in something, I'm like mm-hmm. I'll watch that. Yeah. Michael Shannon, the most intimidating man to ever be in a movie. Oh, good <laughs> Lord, I would piss myself if he yelled at me. Dude, just his stare alone. Like, when he's staring at someone, like, like menacingly. It's his like, oh unhinged God. Zod. I will <laughs> yeah. find him. I will find him! I'm like, oh, please, no. I can't. Yeah, hey, I, I think he's going to find him. I think he is going to do what he says, guys. Yeah. We should lock him up quickly. Yeah, quickly. Everyone moving quickly. But no, um, him as the uh, as the federal agent in uh, in Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. God, he's intense. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, Michael oh, he's Shannon so is. He's one of my favorites, man. I love Michael Shannon. Yeah. Has he and has he gotten like a like like it like a, an opportunity to do like a an Oscar worthy kind of? I don't performance? think so. But this he is what I say. Those. You know what? I don't know if we'd ever know an Oscar-worthy performance from Michael Shannon because mm-hmm. I believe he gives an Oscar-worthy performance in everything that he does. 100%. Like, that man brings his A-plus game to everything that he does. You know, he could have been really good as... Um, uh, what's his name's character in um, in Gladiator? The the Joaquin Phoenix character? Oh, yeah, the Emperor. Claudius. Yeah, he, yes, he could have he could have done that role really well. Commodus, sorry. Commodus, yeah, yeah. I think he would have been really good in, in a part wow, like that. Wow, that was reaching back. I haven't seen that movie in I know. <laughs> maybe 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is crazy because it like it, I mean, everyone thinks of Gladiator as a Russell Crowe movie and he is the yeah. star of the movie. But, but it's Joaquin not. Phoenix is doing all of the work in he, that movie. <sighs> Joaquin Phoenix they're both here's the thing if you look at the script from a, like just a script standpoint uh-huh it's okay yeah it's pretty straightforward it is the power lifting of russell crowe and joaquin phoenix that make that movie what it is it's the dynamic mm-hmm. between the two of them that really makes that movie shine and if yeah. you didn't have those two f- russell crowe being his most like i'm a badass and joaquin screaming <laughs> i'm a psycho then like it wouldn't work you know yeah it's batman and joker yeah, there's so many like layers to Joaquin's performance that are mm-hmm. just like because he could have just played like a comically like evil like stereotypical kind of like mustache I'm, twirling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all powerful, but it's like no <laughs> bow before me. Yeah, but he plays it kind of like an insolent child, and like it just it just it's so good that performance he plays is so it great. like what we believe the Roman emperors were really like. Right, exactly. Um, I uh, speaking of insolent children, um. Uh, I watched the first episode of The Boys last night, and uh, Homelander, man, he. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait till we get into that next week because <laughs> currently one. Okay, next, I'm excited for next week. I'm gonna catch yeah. up. We, uh, yeah, that's my next binge show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Stranger Things Volume One, Season Four, Volume One yesterday. All of it. Okay, how was wow, that? That was really good. It was really good. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I haven't. Seen I, it. I stopped watching um, Stranger Things. I kind of gave up at the end of season two. 
So maybe I need to oh, revisit. Get back into season three. So season two is when they do that weird road trip where she goes to a different city and it doesn't yeah. quite work. And they're like, oh, you got to meet all this stuff. The next season, they realize their mistake. Instead of trying to broaden the world, they try they close it back down and close it back down to Hawkins. So mm-hmm. really, it's almost like you could kind of take, you could cut all of pretty much, you could cut sections of season two out mm-hmm. and it would still make sense. So okay. I would encourage you to watch it. Um, okay. Just because it kind of – it gets back to all the 80s tropes. And there's like – in this one, going on through this season, they're hitting some 80s movie tropes, which I kind of like. There's like – they borrow from like war games, and they specifically mm-hmm. list that. There's like part of what – one of the trips that some of the characters are on are like an 80s stoner comedy, like road trip comedy. And then mm-hmm. there's like an action film and like a spy. It's, so it's they're borrowing all these different kind of like – things from all these different, you know, 80s movie, tro- you know, genre tropes and stuff. It's mm-hmm. really fun, man. If you're a fan, okay. I mean, you're a fan of movies, so you'll be able to spot all of it. And plus, Robert England, Freddy Krueger, makes an appearance in it, too. Oh, cool. And that's really fun. He's so He's always so good. Yeah, um, he's great. Talk about a man who brings his A-game to everything he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so amazing. Um, I was raised on him being the scariest man alive. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So I encourage you to go back and watch it. It's really good. I like some of the way the characters are going. They've introduced some new fun characters this season that I think are... I'm excited to see how they utilize them. And even if they don't utilize them well, then it's good. Plus, they're really going out with a bang um, Mm -hmm. with this being the final season. So every episode is between an hour and 15 and an hour and 30 minutes, 20 minutes long. Okay. The final episode is going to be two hours and 30 minutes long. Nice. So they're finishing it (laughs) with a movie. So a film. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. finishing it with a movie. And I'm like, let's do that. So just because they're doing it that way, I encourage you to jump back in and catch up. Even if you didn't finish season two, screw it. You can watch the recap. They'll catch you up on everything you need to know. Then you can start on season three and then move forward. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to jump back in um, on your upon your recommendation. Yeah. And again, I'm just recommending it because it's sort of like. It's something we talk about, and it's kind of stuff we're interested in. And these guys, the Duffer brothers, lean heavily on on interests that we both, you know, where our Venn diagrams kind of link over. So totally, yeah. Uh, well, I'm super into that. Um, yeah. So uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, the new Predator prequel, oh, Prey, came out with a new trailer. Yes. Oh, sweet. Yes, there's a new trailer, and apparently it's going to Hulu, which is great. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I don't know if it's going to get a theatrical release as well. It probably. I don't will? think so. I think you it's don't think gonna so. Be, okay. I think it's going to be straight Hulu. Okay. Okay, we're with the Native American tribe. I like that we're setting it with the Native Americans. Me too. I think this is great. Um, I'm going to turn the captions on so we can turn the audio off and watch this. Um, on? Yeah, it's on. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like this idea of setting it with a Native American tribe. Yeah. I think it's going to add a certain extra set of flavor. Yeah. My, so I will nitpick. I mean, this is Please. not even a nitpick. No. Um, just I would have gripe loved. Gripe corner. Gripe <laughs> corner. <laughs> um, uh, I think another a- added layer of realism to this would have been really cool if they weren't speaking English. But yeah. uh, I get why they are. Um <sighs> But yes, I but would to love it if they went <laughs> to the people that would also go. Oh, I can't understand them. Be like, then turn the closed captions on and learn to read, dickhead. Yeah. Like I wish they just. I wish they made Apocalypto and then Predator shows up. You Thank know what I mean? You. <laughs> Dude, 
Thank you. Um, it's like I, I've all these people. Ah, oh God! It's like people we knew in film school that were like, "Well, I don't watch stuff because it's got subtitles." I'm like, then you're limiting your world of film. Yeah, because we we still have like you know obviously Apocalypto was like way before this. Like Apocalypto yeah. was like in the 1500s. This is like probably the 1800s or something. I would imagine. Yeah, you don't um, know. You don't know. But you know why? Is, you know how we why we can't compare it? Yeah. We can't see if there's white men. Yeah, that's, if oh, this wouldn't white, be eighteen hundreds. This would be this would be like seventeen, early seventeen hundreds, or something like that. Maybe. Well, it depends. I mean, we're looking at Native Americans. Yeah, and I can't tell. Yeah, I think they're. I think they. I think they name the tribe in the in the like the the description. I think they're the Comanche. Maybe. Let me well, see. That just, yes, that just tells you where they're from. Yes, set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Oh, 300 years ago. Okay, so... So when would that have been? 2019, 18, 1700s. Yeah, so before before the founding, probably. This is, so well, like the 17... Before Westward expansion, yeah, the leased out the Comanche territory before we decided to eradicate every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like we still have, like I'm pretty sure like... The, whatever the like the Comanche dialect was, I'm sure that language still exists. Like I would have loved to see this movie be completely I in, in some a different form language. Or another, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's start from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Cool. There's some hunting going on. The ca- main character's name is Aruka or Naru. Oh, Naru. I was. Naru. I would. Yeah, I would say. We have clouds Uh-oh. coming down. Spaceship. She said she saw a sign in the sky. Yep, yep, yep. She's ready. She's got her little doggo with her. Oh, she's got a dog friend. That's going to be fun. Oh, there's a little native language there. Okay, okay. Is it oh. just me or does she look like Aubrey Plaza? She does look like Aubrey Plaza. Okay, thank you. I was like, am I wrong? Yeah. She encountered a bear that is chasing She's hiding her. in a beaver. Bears are so beaver scary, dude. Dude, bears are terrifying. They're like, like the, the scariest people... animal on earth. Dude, mm, um, I don't know if I agree with that, but they what, are of the top five. What's scarier than a bear? A shark? Yeah, but you got to go into, like, a shark. You got to go in the ocean to find a shark. Asan, where in L.A. are you just going to encounter a bear? Dude. In your, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no. If we're going to do this, in your day-to-day, sir. If I, if I happen to be in Monrovia, like, in the foot, or, like, in Azusa, where the right, foothills fine. are, bears fine. are more, I'm just fine. saying, man. I also live near the ocean. <laughs> That's true. But you don't have to go in the ocean. <laughs> You know what, Asan? There are certain San Diegans that would say, yeah, bro, you did. <laughs> That's true. Otherwise, um, salt is life, bro. Yeah, sharks, um, are, sharks are very scary. Uh, scary. No, squids, I think, are extremely terrifying. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's true. Roving gangs of children. <laughs> roving unattended <laughs> by adults. Yeah. I think that's the most... Um, uh, the, I'm going on a wild urchins. I'm going on a wild tangent right here, but have you ever seen Hostel Part 2? Uh, it's been a while. So in that movie, it paints a very problematic image of like children in Eastern Europe because like okay, these like keep in mind I went to see it and this is also when I was just getting into horror so I was numbing myself and I was like I'm gonna drink before I see this movie at home. Oh, it's fine. You should definitely drink before hospital. Yeah, it was two. rough, man. I'm glad I did. <laughs> um, but like the like, there's like a, a roving gang of like small children that just straight up like murder people, and I think like, and it just paints it as like, oh no, this just happens in Eastern like Europe. Like a bunch <laughs> of knife wielding toddlers. Like they use rocks. Oh, I remember mainly. that. Yeah, they like cave a guy's skull in with rocks. Right. I'm like, yeah, dude, that was brutal. <laughs> I 
I'm like, this is painting a very problematic picture of Eastern nah, Europe. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to go to Eastern Europe. Why? Yeah. The kids, they're terrifying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all murderers, I tell you. It's like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. <laughs> they're hitting each other with rocks. <laughs> so back to this trailer. Uh, she's hiding from the bear and seems, the what seems like a beaver dam or something. Leaves her, it dies. The bear is killed by something and dragged away. What could drag away a, you know, a, a thousand pound bear? And then lift it up over its head and it's cloaked. Oh. 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 I didn't know that. So the guy yeah. directed 10 Cloverfield Lane directed this as well. Yeah, dog. Nice. Oh, this is, I cannot wait for this. I know. This one, I've, the minute I heard the concept of this one, I was very excited. So I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for predator stuff. We both are like, mm -hmm. I'm like an addict for it. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it is. I will still go watch it. Yeah. Knowing like the last predator movie that came out, I went into it knowing it would be terrible. Mm -hmm. And I still was like, well, I got to encourage them to keep trying at it to, until they nail it. Mm -hmm. This looks good though. Yeah. It's a fresh take. Like I, if you're going to keep doing predator, Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Like, if you're going to keep doing Predator movies, you got to give it, like, a, a fresh take. I love this. This looks great. Yeah. It's going to be good. You know what I would like to see? Mm -hmm. Just a trilogy of ancient warriors having to fight the Predator. Yeah, you could set this anywhere at any time. <laughs> Mesopotamia. Yep. Vikings. Dude, vi Vikings would be dope. Yeah. Uh, ancient Rome. Like, there. Oh, it looks oh, like he is... attacked some white guys. That's cool. Oh, cool. I was going to say, you got to have, like... A slaughter scene? There, well, there has to be secondary villains in a movie like this. Mm -hmm. Because you don't just... Because you, you want to see some people die that, like, deserve it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. You need the, com you need the comprehensive slaughter scene to, yeah. A, show off how dangerous this character is, and, B, just to give you some popcorn munching, like, good times of being like, whoa, look at that dude's arm. It flew off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. That's going to be great. <laughs> I'm so down. <laughs> um, there's a new Disney animated movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal called Strange World. I saw um, the trailer for that. That looks really fun. Yeah, what what is it about? I haven't seen the trailer. Once so you. I had to watch it without audio again. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it it looks like these people push through into this like strange dimension full of weird creatures, and that's kind of just seemed. And they're after something like maybe somebody disappeared, or there's some object that they mm -hmm. they're going in to find, or they're there to explore. But um, yeah, that's essentially the gist of it. It didn't really go into too too much depth, but it looks like a lot of really well crafted, fun characters, and the environment looks extremely whimsical and interesting. Yeah, based on like the poster and sort of the I'm um, looking at their costumes and stuff like that, it kind of is giving me Land of the Lost vibes. That's exactly what I was going to say. It seems mm -hmm. like a Disney version of Land of the Lost. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I'm totally into that. Glad to see uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is doing stuff. Um, he's great uh, and needs to be in everything. I, mm. I hate that he's not in more things. Um uh, 20th Century Studios, which is really, I mean, it's Disney. Uh, it also has another movie coming called um, The Princess, which is going uh, straight to Hulu. Uh, oh, yes, it's a badass princess that escapes. Yes, and, and all of that. Uh, all described that. as Rapunzel. Not to make it sound like that's a bad storyline. <laughs> We've just seen so much of that lately uh -huh. that I'm like, can we give women another storyline? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. This one looks pretty interesting based on the description. It's described as Rapunzel meets the raid. Um, <laughs> that, <when> a, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm in. 
Hopefully it's R-rated. That'd be amazing. That would Okay, if it's R-rated, I'm 100% down and I will watch the shit out of that movie. Yeah. However, if it's not, I'm not going to give it my... Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what this trailer is looking like. Let's watch a couple couple seconds of I this. saw a little teaser the other day. Okay, here's the official trailer. And from what it looked like, it looked like, you're going to royal. I don't want to. You're going to marry this man. I don't want to. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm going to kick all your asses. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh, Dominic Monaghan? Is that Dominic Monaghan? Yeah, uh, look. Mm, yes, I think that's that guy's name. Did I forget? No, I think that's his name. Okay. Oh yes. Oh yes. Seems R-rated. This is probably a green band trailer, but probably. we'll probably get a red band trailer for this. I don't like the song choice. It's cliches. As all get out. Yeah, I think they use the same song in like Atomic Blonde or one of those other movies. Every like, girl kicking butt is like, always in Joan a Jett. It's always Joan Jett. <laughs> yes. And don't get me wrong, I like Joan Jett. Yeah. And it works as a thing, which is why it keeps being done. However, let's just mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. She's escaping. She's beating the crap out of everybody while she escapes from the tower. Escaping okay, the so tower, it is yeah. like the raid. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, I'm super into this. This looks awesome. <laughs> all while wearing like the princess the petticoat. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Dude, I'm down. I'm super down. This just looks I'm the princess. <laughs> <laughs> you called it and it was still good. I hope she says I'm the princess bitch uh, in the the red band version because that would like, be just uh, like just like what's his face the juggernaut from uh, Vin, uh, Vinny was it Vinny Jones? Jones yeah <laughs> I'm the juggernaut bitch, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah that looks great that looks great uh, I uh, I will eat my words and uh, say that I will watch that absolutely that looks Derek, like a ton of fun. how would you like your words prepared so I could feed Ooh, them to you uh, smoked for eighteen hours mm-hmm. uh, at about two twenty. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of paprika. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, we don't have all day. I know. Um, I just, you're going to oh, eat man. these words whether you like them or not. <laughs> um, uh, Daniela Melchior from um, Suicide Squad, Ratcatcher 2. She's going to be in vo- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Guardians G-O-T-G of Volume G-O-T-G. 3. G-O-T-G. That's right. V3. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's going to um, get real hard when it's like MMXCI. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's uh, the Super Bowl of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Uh, she's not playing Moon Dragon, a character that many fans have speculated to play, despite director James Gunn denying the rumor. Deadline also noted that although Melchior will be in Volume 3, she is not the unannounced actor that James Gunn has been teasing to appear in the upcoming film, with that person still remaining a mystery. Have they... And is that actor so oh yeah, no, they cast what's his name as um uh Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, what's yeah, yeah, what's we've already name? got him. Uh, I got it. But did you yeah. say they cast Maria Bakalova in Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Volume three? Yeah, that just came out the other day. So that no announced role. They he said they finished like literally on Instagram, he said they wrapped Filming three months ago, and then they announced to, they announced a couple of yeah, a couple of days ago that Maria Bakalova was uh, ad, it added her for a key role. Mm. 
Okay. So either they're doing reshoots, yeah. they're doing post-credit stuff, mm-hmm. or there's an entire role that was mo-capped or that was filmed in secret, and then just now they're letting it out that they hire, they cast her. Yeah. Now, it, was she the unannounced actor that I don't James know. Gunn has been teasing? I'm okay. saying that could possibly be it. Gotcha. Because she was also recently announced. So Yeah. If there's an unannounced actor, it's probably going to be someone doing a voice because we we've seen Guardians of the Galaxy like set photos and no strange actors have been spotted. That now that's not to say that, that they couldn't have effectively kept it from everyone, but right. I would imagine it's going to be a voice. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. Um I, I like the Guardians movies a lot. Needless to say, and I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, what is this? What movie is this? It's a movie called Rubicon. It's from IFC Midnight. Um, in 2056, a toxic cloud of pollution has swallowed the earth, killing untold numbers. Um, the world's nations Sorry. have... Yep. Will Poulter. Will Poulter, yes, as Adam Warlock. It was driving me nuts, and my co- my like <laughs> sick brain was not letting it come through, and I was like, I have to do this for us. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Can you start over again? I'm yes. so sorry. This is such bad podcasting and bad, bad friendship, no, it's but fine. please, please back up again, because it's I had fine. to solve that for my brain. It's fine. Okay. Uh, in 2056, a toxic cloud of pollution has swallowed the earth, killing untold numbers. The world's nations have dissolved with all power now in the hands of giant corporations. The rich retreat to sealed uh, biodomes while the poor choke and starve. On the space station Rubicon, Hannah, Gavin, and Dimitri weigh the fate of the planet's survivors. Should these crew members risk their own lives on a rescue mission, a rescue mission to the surface or ignore the old world to build a new one of safety and solitude living off the station's sophisticated algae symbiosis system? Um, let's see... A little bit of this so we can just get a little bit of the vibe. Yeah. It looks really cool. It's an IFC thing. Ooh, which means IFC it'll probably be stuff. pretty artsy and fun. The cinematography um, will at least be good. Yes. Uh, let's see. Okay. Wow. We really only have 30, uh, what, 34 years? Yeah. bunch of international astronauts backslapping was that Patrick Wilson I don't know it had the look I thought it looked like a Skarsgård okay it probably is oh you're probably right it's probably Alexander Skarsgård okay so the earth was swallowed by pollution while they're on the space station uh. interesting Mm. Okay, so this uh, is a yeah. It's it's a it's a thriller, <sighs> psychological thriller. They're yeah, probably like, gonna all start turning on each other. Yes, while well, they try to make decisions for the best. It stars um, what's his face? Who's Athelstan in Vikings? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, they're starting to turn on each other. Some people are, some people, oh, 
seems like one of the characters has gone. Uh, he's a has, crazy has, Russian. Yeah, I was gonna say he's contracted space madness, like <laughs> <laughs> like from the movie Sunshine. Space mad. Oh, Sunshine. Yeah. Oh man, Sunshine. Yeah. Um, this yeah, this looks cool. Yeah. If the act, this is one of those movies where the acting has to be superb, or the movie's going to be boring. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the hinge on IFC's movies come from. Yep, <laughs> and where a lot of where they fail. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully this is good. It looks cool. Uh, it's a cool concept. Uh, it is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all the news I have. If you wanna, uh, if you have anything else, uh, or we can just jump into um, Obi Wan. <gasps> really? Um... There's a GoldenEye 007 remaster that's coming for uh, Xbox and uh, Xbox One. Oh, nice. Looking forward to that. Xboxes. Um, That'll do well. The Sandman trailer came out. Oh, that's right. We should watch that real quick. Yes, I we need to watch Okay, We should talk about that. I waited for I'm the not... podcast to watch it. Okay. So. I am not 100%. Okay. 100%. I've read bits and pieces of Sandman, right? Okay. So my connection to Sandman comes from reading whatever Barnes & Noble had at the time because I would go in and treat it like my own comic book shop. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, are you going to buy something? I'd be like, <laughs> no. This yeah. costs $25 for a hardback. I'm not going to do that. I'm, po- I'm a poor kid. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I have an intermittent sort of knowledge with the Sandman lore and the Sandman story. So I'm excited to kind of see this come to fruition. Now, here's the thing. A lot of the Sandman fans, mm-hmm. if this isn't done right, they're not like the Umbrella Academy fans, and they're not like uh, right. other fans. They're a specific gatekeepy bunch mm-hmm. that is a bit, um, let's say it can be a bit aggressive. Okay. And if this isn't done right, the um, the creators of the show are going to know Real quick, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I it seems that way. I didn't know that there was such a strong like fan base behind this oh, property. When you talk about a cult following, yeah, this is a cult following. Like I've okay. gotten made fun of before because I haven't read the whole series. Gotcha. Okay. And I was trying to talk about it. Oh, so it's one of those. It's one of those. Gotcha. Not all of them, but <laughs> there's a lot of that. Gotcha. Okay, so let's let's take a look at this trailer. Uh, this is Sandman uh, from Netflix. Um, okay, we've got an individual. I'm the king of dreams, he says. Looks really cool. Morpheus. I like her. Mm-hmm. She was in Doctor Who for a while. Mm-hmm. I love how like gothic and like 80s yes. goth rock this looks. Yes. Broken Kingdom. <laughs> Speaking of not liking the cure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I bet the Sandman don't dude get me wrong. loves the cure. <laughs> I like the vibe of the cure. Yeah. I just don't like the uh, and the style. I just don't I'm not necessarily a fan of their music. Yeah. Who is that fool supposed to be? I don't know. Sandman people should will yell at us. Yeah. 
Looks good, right? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, it's a series or a movie? Uh, looks like it, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I believe so. Let me get my screen back and I can tell you. release date yeah I think it's a series I think it is too um, but good on them it looks looks cool looks a like series a, yeah August yeah. okay hopefully it does well Netflix needs a win yes they need a win real bad right now they really do they've been yeah. oof uh-huh. it's been bad uh-huh. speaking of things that aren't bad though should we uh, get into our uh, discussion sure. topic for today? Yeah, um, yeah. We're going to talk about Obi Wan today. I am. I'm trying to remember where I stopped. Um, let me see. Where you stopped in Obi Wan? Oh yeah. So I'm caught up. I've seen all three. You've I seen believe. all three? Okay, great. So have I. Yeah. Um, cool. So I'm I, I'm not gonna like go I'm not gonna do like how we would normally do since we're reviewing three episodes I'm not gonna read all the plot nah. and all of that we can just kind of talk about it like yeah. overall feelings about the show so far for sure we can bounce around too yeah yeah what do you so just going into the show were you excited about it and like do you think the show is meeting your expectations so far I was looking forward to it mm-hmm. anytime Ewan McGregor gets to get on screen I'm like yes yep I'm here for it shut up and take my money yeah. um. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know where to start. Overall, I think it's a really good... St- I, I like it a lot. Um, it has a lot of heart. It's got a lot of... I like that it's that... Again, I have a soft spot for that, like, broken man given a chance to, like, redeem himself one last time through, like, one final good act. You know, man on fire style. You know, um, it's even better when it's, like, protect this child. Like, for me, I'm like, oh, this is great. So it has all of that. I love it. It's it's dirty street Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi, which is kind of fun mm-hmm. with his little tricks and trying to not use the force, I feel like, in the first two episodes was, you know, really the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, me. I think it was good to help build up the character and so that we can see who Obi-Wan has become since we last, you know, encountered him. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah I like I like the I like the direction I think I think not having him use his powers at, at first I think is a good choice I think and being gives, forced to use his powers yeah yeah um I think it gives him a a, a good arc um yeah I I was I was looking forward to the show I'm not as invested in the sort of like the overarching Star Wars lore. Like uh, or like yeah. how this all fits into like the greater Star Wars narrative, like that really doesn't really land for me. Um, yeah, so me I'm either. I'm kind of just watching it as like you know entertain me show. You yeah, know what it, I mean? Same, hundred <laughs> percent same. Uh, I don't. I haven't watched Star Wars Rebels. I haven't watched Clone Wars. I don't mm-hmm. care to. Um, they mm-hmm. came out after the three. Well, almost not not now, but 
at the time, three of the worst Star Wars movies to ever be created. And mm-hmm. so I was a little bit gun shy as to every single Star Wars thing that came out. Plus, the animation just wasn't up to snuff. And I didn't, was like, well, if they're not going to put the money into the animation, then I'm not going to give them the time to, you know, watch it. But now I've missed out on all this stuff. That's also the reason why I'm so voraciously like consuming everything Marvel is because, mm-hmm. you know, down the road when they start to try and, you know, do new stuff with it, I'm going to be like, okay, I, I know what this is and I've been here from the beginning and I know, you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like the Inquisitors, I'm not real super like familiar with them or like what their deal is, but mm-hmm. the way that they write them out on screen still makes sense to my brain. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to know who these guys are. There's a power struggle. They all don't like each other and they're, you know, force sensitive, you know, empire employees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the show is, um, I think the show is, um, Exceeding my expectation in the sense of like, um, n- not necessarily in quality because I, I expect all of these shows to be of a certain quality. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's exceeding my expectations in terms of like what I thought the show was going to be. I thought it was going to be more <laughs> like, um, Ewan McGregor kind of like, you know, c- contemplating life in the desert. Um, for more of the show. Okay. Um. And this this is surprisingly not that. Uh, there's a little bit of that in the first episode, but it very quickly just becomes a different thing, which I, I I'm grateful for. I think it's yeah. it's exciting. I think it's fun. Uh, I love that it's a uh, uh, young Leia and and all of that. Like he has to kind of protect her instead of instead of a young Luke because I think we we we've seen we've been there with like the prequels, you know, with young Anakin. So like it's a nice like yeah. reversal of that to have him with young Leia because young Leia is something that like. As far as my knowledge, we haven't really spent a lot of time with, so I think that's a cool a cool thing. Um, I love Jimmy Smith's is back. Uh, oh, Jimmy I, Smith's is like the <laughs> nicest dad ever. Yeah, I lo- yeah I, I love. I think there's a lot if you if you have any kind of fondness for um, the world that the prequel set up and sort of that that aesthetic, then I think like you'll appreciate the show a lot. Um, and to me, Jimmy Smith's and like Samuel Jackson are like some highlights of that era for me. Oh yeah. Um so I'm hoping Samuel Jackson shows up. That'd be amazing. Um is he alive at this point? Do we know? We is, don't know. Is... Possibly. Okay. Samuel Jackson I believe went on record and said, "Yeah, of course he is." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, but yeah. you don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> yeah. I hope he is alive. I hope that, like he shows up for a cameo. That'd be really amazing. Um other than that, like, yeah, I think the show is good so far. Uh, like, there hasn't – a lot of the first three episodes were, like, set up for where the show is going. Um, and so there's not a lot of plot that's happened between, like, the first episode and where we are now. No. But I, I like the Inquisitors. I think they're a good TV show set of villains. Um I love that they're not shying away from Darth Vader. They're like, look, Vader is in this. <laughs> here's why. Here's where we differ. Okay. There's a line in episode four uh-huh. where Darth Vader says, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, I can't remember who it is, but somebody says there's somebody on that ship. Or, no, it's Vader. He's like, a presence I've not felt since. And he trails off to denote some amount of time has gone past. Mm-hmm. This show kind of defeats that, in, that line and that setup. Yeah. Which, while seemingly insignificant, is actually fairly important. Mm-hmm. 
because the time spent apart between the two of them makes the impact where they first see each other on the Death Star in Episode Four makes it all that much more impactful, right? Mm-hmm. This kind of cheapens that a little bit, I feel okay, like, yeah. if they're having this power balance struggle back and forth, and it's almost like, well, I can zip, thanks to, you know, light speed travel, I can zip on over to you, we can have a quick lightsaber battle, I can be on home before lunch. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I like yeah. that Vader's in the show. I don't like the fact that he's as prevalent walking around and dueling with Obi-Wan Kenobi as he is. I feel like having him mm-hmm. as a character in the show, motivating the Inquisitors, super great. Because I think that char- Vader still works the best when he is the floating big bad mm-hmm. boogeyman. Yeah, totally. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do going forward. Because um, obviously they can't have some big like standoff where one of them is killed because nope. like that we know where it's going they already did in episode right. three <laughs> right so um and they yes. do again in episode four mm-hmm. so like, yeah that's where i that's just where i got a little like come on guys like i get that you want to add extra oomph to the show but this mm-hmm. is not the way to do it mm-hmm. yeah no i can see that totally um so i'm interested to see how they how, how like script wise how they they where they go from here with vader and stuff like mm-hmm. that i think it'll be interesting um obviously the inquisitors are gonna implode at some point uh because they all hate each other yep. and are willing to double cross each other at any moment oh yeah um yeah i'm i'm curious to see what what happens with the inquisitors uh yeah, that that's an interesting. Uh, I think there's a potential there. Are they going to turn any of them good, or are they just going to all end up killing themselves, like each other? I mean, um, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Leia as well. Like if they, um, if they have any hints at like, it's so funny because at this point in Star Wars mythology, uh, or at this point in the timeline, they could kind of run into anybody at this point. So yep. it's going to be cool to see what kind of. Um, cameos and stuff come Dude, out of this. If we run into like a ten-year-old Han Solo, I'm just gonna smack myself and like I'm gonna put my head through drywall. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I but I could it. see I them doing. See, <laughs> you backtracked real quick on that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I I, I think uh, they learned their lesson with that Solo movie. I, I like. I oh, just they don't, better have. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> that almost put them in movie jail. Yeah. If anything, they're gonna run into a Jar Jar Binks or something. <laughs> And oh, how quickly my face just fell. <laughs> well, you know, we may get some, uh, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Um, we may get a, uh, I mean. Too we many could... tie-ins cheapen the, it cheapens the show. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get Darth Maul? Do you think Darth Maul comes back? No, they've actually gone on record and said Darth Maul's not coming back. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love Ray Park, but yeah. like, good. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe a Yoda. Maybe a Yoda shows up at some point. We already have one with the child. That's true. Um, is that happening at the same time as all this stuff? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, when, when, does that, when does that stuff happen? All right. So let me explain how this. All right. Works. Actually, you know what? It might be happening at the same time. I'm trying to think. I can't remember when Holy the Mandalorian cow, if they stuff try happens. To converge Boba Fett. <laughs> Mandalorian and Obi-Wan together in one like I'm not going to be happy. When does Mandalorian take place? I don't it really takes place, know. It takes Okay, so it takes that book of Boba Fett, they take place after like right around this timeline. So post oh. Return of the Jedi. No, they're post Return of the Jedi. This is post episode 3. So this is so it goes episodes 1, 2 and 3, oh, Obi-Wan okay. Kenobi, 4, 5, 6, 
Mandalorian Boba Fett. Gotcha. So yeah. So yeah. man, I guess so. Mandalorian would be man, like. Can we find another planet that's not Tatooine? Like I know that this is God supposed sake. to be this backwater, like nothing going on town, but it seems like or nothing going on planet, but it seems like this planet's pretty busy and almost like the most important planet in the solar system. Yeah, we've uh, they, got to find a different location. Yeah, they've got to do more stuff. I Did think they lease the land they film on. Like, are they married to this? Like, what is the deal? Um, looks like we're going to get some other locations in Andor. Did you see that trailer? Yes. Yes, it yeah. did. So it looks like we'll get some more locations in Andor. Like, they really have to, like, they really Start have to get away from Tatooine. topography, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's only so I much. Hated, d- I hated the way Coruscant is designed. Yeah. Or, like, in the like the big city planets are designed in this universe. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, oh, it's so refreshing to not be seeing sand. Right. Like, I would love to see, a like, a planet that, like, has more biodiversity than just like it's either all forest or all desert. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all right. That's not really how planets work, but okay. <laughs> like Naboo was like had some mixture of both, but it's like now nah, we're gonna spend most of the time underwater. Yeah, I I think it's like they're so captured by like the like how good it looks in wide shots to have the whole planet be like one one climate City. but it's like that's not really how planets work like we live on a planet and you know if you go to greenland versus australia versus north america they're vastly different climates you know what i mean yes oh yeah <laughs> do you think we're getting a liam neeson cameo in this maybe yeah i think he'll he's reaching up. out to him he's reaching out to qui-gon so i wouldn't be surprised yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, him either as a ghost or like even in like a some kind of flashback or something. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. I think the the little the the actress that plays young Leia is adorable and she's oh, she great. is so cute. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's great. Oh, uh, I guess we can. I can ask you about this real quick. What did you think about the choice to use uh, to continue with James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Heck Vader? Heck yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. He's he, while he's a, here, leave it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just have him start recording lines as a, like a voice bank that you can I'm, use and modulate with an AI. Like I'm sure they're doing that. They better. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure James Earl Jones is going to you know waking up every morning and recording a bunch of lines every day. At oh, this he point. better wake up and just laugh his way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My exactly. my kids, kids, kids don't have to work. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, if they if they're not doing that, they're literally they're like really dropping the ball. <laughs> oh, they really are. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think it's a great choice. Um, I think it does have an Im- interesting implication on like the suit just kind of generates that voice <laughs> because I when he takes like the it, helmet though. off, it's not you James Earl Jones. You gotta be honest. If you could have a big suit like that, wouldn't you want your voice to like modulate oh, yeah. just to like what, seem? Yeah, you choose whatever voice you want. That'd be amazing. Terrifying. Yeah. Would it be more terrifying to have that deep booing voice or to have like a high pitched squirrely like it's just more unnerving this big giant like me- mechanized murder machine that's like <laughs> or Gilbert Gottfried voice or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's my Gilbert Gottfried. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> his is hard to do, man. Yeah, he. he uh, all right, you have to. I feel like you have to injure your throat in a way. Yeah, that I'm not prepared. To it's do. one of those voices you kind of have to just be born with, or you, or you're yeah. gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have much uh, else about this show yet. Um, 
uh, as more episodes come out, we can we can talk a little bit more. Do you have any other final thoughts before we get no, out? No, I think here? it's good. I like the the world beaten Obi Wan Kenobi that that you know, and I think it also would be good to I. I know they're trying to do like the Leia, like not everybody's bad, Obi Wan, but it's like, mm-hmm. nah, let's just leave it where it's at, ten year old child. Like you're yeah. not gonna change me. Yep. You know, like he's you're not gonna change him. Like you know, he's seen enough, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Totally. I. Th- <sighs> so if I was if I didn't know anything about the prequels, uh, this show, I think especially the first episode or two would be really hard for me to like care about Obi Wan oh, Kenobi. Yeah. You have to know what's going on. Yeah, because if you don't know why he's like not wanting to be a Jedi anymore, like it 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 doesn't necessarily read like you like the type of performance and Ewan McGregor is a great actor, so I'm not necessarily putting it on him, but the type of performance that is that he is giving or that has been captured from him is not enough. There's not enough in his performance, in my opinion, to like convince us, Oh man, whatever he's been through, there's been through, there's been a lot. He just seems like a very Zen guy. He doesn't seem like, oh, he's been through a lot. It just kind of, to me, it just seems like he's just like, no, I'm just kind of quiet and I don't feel like fighting anymore. You know, well, that's what I kind mean? of also Obi Wan Kenobi, though. You know, that's true. But like, I think the story, story wise, they're trying to sell us on the idea that like what he's been through with Anakin is so bad that he doesn't want to use the Force anymore and all that. I kind watched of stuff. those movies. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, he was a was whiny a- little brat. He deserved yeah, he, to have his arms and legs cut off. I was like, going to say, and he dispatched of him pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty quick. Like, and without hesitation, really. There's, a, like, a lot of bargaining, and then it was like, oh, there he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this man also, like, ordered the extermination of, like, your entire, like, religious order. Mm-hmm. Like, every friend and person that you've ever, like, every person you've ever counted as friend mm-hmm. is now dead. Yeah. And you're an, you're an outlaw on the run. Like, I say that's worthy of, like, you know, if you have to be violent about it. Like, yeah, cut his legs and arms off and kick him into a volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't th- feel bad for him. It might have worked. So, for me, it might have worked better if Leia had, and I and I get she's very young in this show. Um, but it to me, it almost would have worked better if someone would have sought out, um... Obi-Wan instead of like mm-hmm. him going and like getting Le- like Leia like rescuing Leia like I think it would have been better if like someone had come like come if, hunting if, for him if the adventure had come to him right rather so than I had an you idea. know what I mean yeah. I had an idea about this a long time ago very similar to this where it was like uh-huh. it was Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine you do it like a western like a, you yep. do it like a spaghetti western this is like man this is probably back in 2015 2010 yeah 2012 something like that is when i had this idea mm-hmm. um and so it do it like a western and you basically do it where Bo where darth vader sends mm-hmm. you start out do darth vader sends his most like trusted bounty hunters to go find obi-wan kenobi and either mm-hmm. kill him or bring him back captured you know dead or alive basically mm-hmm and then obviously you that's the only idea that I had then obviously you could escalate it this is before like well oh, this was around the time but it was before I knew about the inquisitors and all that stuff so mm-hmm. it's like you could do the inquisitors and all that kind of stuff but it's like I had this idea where that's just what it was where they came to hunt him and the idea was that like if you're gonna go 
you know, if you're going to fulfill a bounty, you better you better make sure it's not after the most dangerous man in the galaxy. Yeah, the, I, I I love that. So like, basically, I have a I had a similar idea watching this. I'm like, they should have just done True Grit. Like, yeah, <laughs> just do True Grit, but with Obi Wan Kenobi and Princess Leia. Like, I would have aged. I would have set this maybe a couple years later, where Leia is like. 12 13 like old enough to where like she could sneak off on her own and like hop in the back of some cargo freighter or but something son <laughs> she's 10 she goes to the woods all the time i'm sorry do you lead to be- make me to believe and this is the one trope i don't like where it's like yeah. the princess has escaped the castle yeah. no she hasn't yeah there isn't a situation where that happens yeah like i i would have loved a movie where uh obi-wan is in hiding because the Inquisitors are after him and they, they have just touched down on his planet and they're looking for him. He's trying to stay like low key. Um, and then, you know, 12 year old, 13 year old princess Leia shows up on the back of a, a cargo freighter or something like that to try to find the truth about her parents or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And she sought out the only person in the, in the galaxy that like would know the truth. Um, and because her parents wouldn't tell her, they forbade her to ask her about it, ask them about it, blah, blah, blah. So she sneaks off. Right. Right. And then oh, she so she shows up on Obi-Wan's doorstep in the desert and she's like, I want to know about my parents. And he's like, are you kidding me right now? You can't be here right now. There are people after me. And then just do true grit, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like that, but like it's like true grit light. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's family friendly true grit. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it Which was a little it still bit is more. Dark. When yeah. she cut that woman's hand off, I was like, okay. Yeah, no, that was good. I just they wish showed it, it. Yeah, I wish it, I wish the character of Obi-Wan in this story had a little bit more, uh, you know, excuse the pun, but a little bit more grit to him. Yeah, he, you, need, you want more of an edge to him. Yes, exactly. Need some, some fire in the eyes, a little bit of anger. Yeah, because like, yeah, like part of, I don't, I don't know if I'm writing the character, part of what. I think some of the emotion he would feel about the whole Anakin situation going south is like he'd kind of be jaded a little bit. Like, look, when I was nice and followed all the rules and, you know, was a a, a good loving Jedi, like, look what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fuck you guys. I'm going to cut you in half if you, you know what I mean? I'm doing it my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would have liked that. But yeah, that's not the story they're telling. And fine. Fair enough. But fine. Um, you know yeah. what this show makes me want? What? It makes me want to see a movie series in which Ewan McGregor plays James Bond. That'd be great. He'd be a good James Bond. He'd be a great James Bond. He'd be a great James Bond villain as as well. Oh, he would. <laughs> yeah, he'd be great as like he a would. you know like one of those like James Bond villains who's not like a, a a violent man. He's just like kind of like an insane genius kind of guy. Insane tech billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Like one of those guys. Yeah. So an Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Although he did just play um. He played uh, a version of Black Mask in um, the Birds of Prey movie, the Harley Quinn movie. I didn't see that one. Yeah, he was pretty good in it, actually. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He was All pretty right. good. All right. Um, I'll check it out. If Ian McGregor's in it, I'll watch it. Yeah, he's playing like, you know, you know, edgy, edgy sort of, you know, European action Ewan McGregor gotcha. like he did in his early right. days. Okay. Um, it's good. He's good. Yeah, anything that came out after Suicide Squad that was like... We're continuing this thing. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, the Harley Quinn movie's not terrible. Uh, okay. There's some good stuff in it, uh, and it's R-rated, so there, you know, there's some funny moments, and it's pretty violent. So, yeah. 
Anyway, cool. um, that's all I got for Obi-Wan. You got anything else? Nah, I'm all done, man. I'm all tapped out. All right, go get some sleep. Derek, <laughs> Thanks, where, can people, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Cinephile84. That's capital C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-A-4 on Instagram. You can find me at Derek underscore Nickel. That's D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L on Twitter. Great. Uh, you can find me at Asan the DJ across social media. That's at, at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular uh, on social media and at weeklyregular.com. Uh, if you're in the L.A. area on Wednesday, June 8th, uh, which is today if you're hearing this, uh, come on out and see a punk show in Whittier. Uh, my band Sudo is playing. We're opening for Gag. Come check us out. Derek, thank you so much for uh, doing the show as always, and I will see you all next week.